Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you need someone to talk to in the next 48 hours, BetterHelp has professionals, therapists that can talk to you if you're feeling unstuck, struggling with creating your goals and finding your pathway and exploring happiness. Go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P forward slash Leo, get your 10% off now. They have trained therapists around the world who are available for you in your pocket. You can chat, talk, text. It's a great way to avoid traffic and not sitting some waiting room and have that awkward moment where you're coming out as somebody you know is walking in. Um, It just saves time, money. It's an efficient way of getting the mental health help you need. BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo. Get started today. Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk to you about leading with emotions. I'm not a person who likes to talk about emotions, even though I talk about it a lot on this podcast. But traditionally, that's not my modus operandi, right? I don't I don't want to talk about how I feel. One, I'm not even aware of how I feel most of the time. I don't I don't know what I what I'm feeling. I don't know what my needs are. I spent my whole life trying to uh, suppress them and uh, weigh them down and avoid them. And uh, I was just kind of content existing in the, the, the pissed and cool. And I bring up leading with emotions because if, if we don't talk about our emotions, what happens is it comes out in very unhealthy ways. We become passive aggressive. We, we end up speeding or going into food, drugs, sex, alcohol, any of, the, any of our addictions. We, we kind of try to distract ourselves in very unhealthy ways. We engage in maladaptive behaviors. We end up yelling at people or projecting onto people um, images or thoughts or ideas. And we just catastrophize and blow things up that really... If we had just been honest and authentic and and grounded and aware of how we felt, we could have sidestepped uh, a lot of the extra damage that's caused, right? Because p- part of the reason why I've never really uh, talked about emotions um, in relationships or friendships was one, I thought like I would lose the power. I'd be like, man, if they know how I really feel, that's going to give them an advantage, and they're going to take, they're going to, they're going to use that against me. They're going to weaponize it, um, or two, they're going to make fun of me. Right? When you're a kid, if you cried, if you said that hurt, uh, your, your mom was like, "I'll give you something to cry about," or right? Or uh, you might get bullied if you showed any any pain or any weakness. So you may have grown up in a household where. No one showed emotion. It was just all action. Everything was matter of fact. There was a, a air of stoicism, or people just shut down, right? People just shut down. They didn't talk. Maybe your parents stopped talking to each other for a few days, and so that became a way of of dealing with emotional in, in, intensity, right, in the household. But I, I, I want to say that 
if any of that clicks true for you, um, that there's power. There's actual power in leading with emotions. And we'll get, in, uh, we'll get into what that means in a moment. But I just want to address some of the, the reasons, the other reasons why we may not lead with emotions. We may not even talk about what we need emotionally because we also don't want to seem needy. No one wants to no one wants to feel like they're holding the pack back. No one wants to feel like everybody is waiting for them. You know, uh, uh, we go for a walk, Michelle and I, we go for a walk. And right now, uh, Michelle's mom is in town with the uh, uh, nephew. And so now we're all, the five of us, we got the dog. So the five of us are, are going for a walk. And there was a moment where, the dog had stopped to um, to smell something. And then uh, Michelle's mom, because she's the one with the leash, she's like, come on, uh, you know, you're stopping progress. And so not, none of us want to be the dog that's being told we're stopping progress, that we're holding the team up, that everybody has to, to, to take a break or, or slow down because I sprained an ankle. Like you see that in movies also, right? Where um, people are trying to escape. Maybe they're trying to escape from a monster or from some tragedy or, or, or something like that. And, and there's one person with a sprained ankle. And he's like, nah, just go. Go without me. I'll be fine. And it's just because he, he doesn't want to seem needy. He doesn't want to uh, hold the, the pack up. And so it makes sense that we'd have this uh, feeling or, we, or that we'd respond where we're like, I'm not, I'm not opening up. I'm not going to uh, tell you what I'm feeling, right? Because then in some ways, if you let someone else know, you might even feel like you might stress the other person out, right? They'll be like, oh, you feel like that because... There are some people who you tell them how you feel, and then they they want to take care of you, but like in an overly motherly, nurturing way that kind of then stresses you out. Like they're too concerned with how you feel. Like if you're like, yeah, I'm going through a, a breakup right now, and they're like, oh my god, a break! I can't, I can't believe that. You know what? Come on, I'll come over right now, and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll bake you cookies, or uh, or we're gonna go out, and you're like. I, I, that's actually not what I need. Like they kind of make your uh, issue or challenge their thing. And they just come in and want to take it over and, and assume that they know what you need. And so they, they get stressed out and then it stresses you out and you're like, well, that's not quite what I want. Right. Um, I, I know that there are uh, kids who are afraid to tell their parents that they're being bullied because they're afraid that the parents will then show up to the school and either harm the kid or harm the parents of the kid. And so, you know, I understand like not wanting to lead with emotion in those situations. And the other part, the other reason why we don't like to lead with emotions is we fear that other people won't get it. You know, you'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling with depression right now. And there's nothing worse than people being like, oh, just shrug it off. Go for a walk. Get some sun. And you're like, ah, yeah, it's a bit more. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna need a bit more than a walk and sun. Um, you know, there there's just some moments where you, being in bed for a while is the antidote. You know, not going outside, especially if you're an introvert, right? To to go outside and be around people, it's like if you're struggling with depression and you're an introvert, it's like ugh. <laughs> All right, close all the blinds. Close everything. Let's black this place out. I just want to sit in a cave and and just reduce the sensory output is uh, or input as much as possible. Except for Netflix, of course, right? Um, yeah, so it's just painful to lead with emotions and then have the person kind of look at you like you're speaking a foreign language or you're some alien. Right, like you're, you're like, why would you feel that? That doesn't make sense. Tough, toughen up, or uh, that's incomprehensible. That that kind of thing, and then also we feel like we don't like to lead to with emotions because we also may feel like our emotions are wrong. Like, I like I should maybe I because there have been so many times where I'll book a show for something like when I was doing a Sydney Opera House in Australia. So many people were excited, and I was excited for like a brief window. But then I recognized, like, okay, now there's there's work to be done, and so so many people were so excited for me that I was like, should I be more excited about this? Or like at my dad's funeral, where you know people are crying and bawling, and I wasn't crying or bawling. I was actually having some other emotions uh, for other reasons. But then I felt like my feelings were wrong. I was like. I should be crying. If I'm not crying, does that mean I don't care? Does that mean I'm a monster? Does that mean I'm cold-hearted? Am, am I? Will I never cry again? Right? Like I just, I just started catastrophizing and multiplying what does what the feelings meant. But the truth is, there are no wrong feelings. Right? It's just where we are in our process, and we may. Because I definitely cried two years later, like bawled my eyes out, and um, and then as I was, and now like I write letters to my father to kind of express the emotions uh, that were there. But I'm bringing up lead with emotions because you know Michelle and I we go to couples therapy like once uh, every five weeks or six weeks or something like that. You know, just little touch ups. You know, like if you. If you when you get your hair did, like you just you, sometimes you're going for a little touch up, right? And when in our last session, the therapist talked about how in communication it's important to lead with emotions, especially when we are uh, bothered by something or frustrated or upset with something to lead with that emotions. And I'll give you an example. Um, Michelle likes you know she walks the dog, and I'm always like. Take your keys with you. Take your keys with you when you leave the house. Like, you know, I'm home. I, you know, I'm home most of the day. Um, and Michelle will just like leave the house for a few minutes to, to walk the dog and then come back. But I'm like, when you leave the house, take your keys with you. And now after that conversation with our therapist, I say, I feel anxious when you leave the house without your keys. And I feel unsafe with the door unlocked because she'll leave the house and not lock the door. So in expressing 
my leading with emotions first. Now she understands what's happening for me internally. And with that breeds intimacy, right? She understands how I feel. I, I led with emotions in some other way. Uh, I, I forget what it was. But when we lead with emotions, when we say, I feel A when you do B, or when this happens, right? Um, and then, you know, the third part is to maybe follow up with what you need, right? To say, I feel excited when we discuss, you know, uh, a, a planning a trip together. Um, I need some high fives. I don't know, you know, something like that. Or, you know, like I feel, um, I feel abandoned when you hang up the phone without saying bye. <laughs> right. Uh, there's just, Right, I, I need you to say bye at the end. Because there, there's some people who just hang up the phone. like They don't say bye or, or talk to you later or anything like that. Um, so I'm just throwing out random examples. But just to be aware of what you're feeling, what the emotion is, um, and not what you're thinking. That's the thing. We're very good at sharing our thoughts and ideas. Well, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. Well, I think the best way for us to blah, 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 and I believe blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is not the place. Uh, that's great if you are running for office or if you are dealing with, uh, you know, nuclear codes <laughs> or anything scientific or in the medical field. I, I definitely want my doctor to think and not feel but even in the in the medical field to say well i you know uh i i feel capable for him to be like i feel capable in that uh, we can do this confidently and and get you back up and running but to lead with emotions like whether it's i feel happy or i feel um i feel uh, uh, at I feel at a loss of, not at a loss of words, because even that's not an emotion. But see, even even now in these examples, I'm struggling to find emotions. And, and so that's to say that this is how challenging it is. It, it does take effort and it does take work. And it's also why it's so important to practice leading with emotions in our everyday conversations. And I'll give you an example a lot of times, you know, you'll be out at the grocery store and someone will ask you, hey, you know, how's your day? And a lot of times we will lead with a bullet point of our day. We'll just be like, fine, good. Neither one of those are emotions. Or we'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to see a movie later. That's not an emotion. So when somebody's like, how, you know, how's your day going? You can be like, well, I feel a bit unsettled or I feel a little bit anxious. I've been watching the news all day and that probably wasn't a good idea. Um, I, I need to go. That's why I'm here now. Right. So you're kind of um, checking those three things of what you feel, uh, what contributed to that and then what you needed. Right. Um, so it, it, practice in those moments when people are asking you, how was your day with leading with emotions like I feel grounded or I feel uh, serenity 
because I got a great night's sleep. Um, right now, I'm, you know, I need, uh, you know, to go work out after this, or I'm looking forward to, or you know, you could even throw in, a, I'm looking forward to. So in those moments where it's not, you're not like expressing some emotional grievance, you can, and the the need could be the thing that you're looking forward to. So I feel excited that we're going on, uh, that we have a trip planned. Um, I'm looking forward to us kayaking and sailing. And, And that's really a great way to expand a conversation and to connect because I've gotten so much information. You're excited. I, I get your emotional landscape about us, uh, you know, going to Hawaii, up uh, the travel, and I also get what you're looking forward to. All these two things. So I can we can talk about your emotions. Oh, what else? Are, I can. So now, if I'm in a conversation with you, I can say, "What else are you excited about?" Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited about going. You know, I would respond. I'm excited about going to Hawaii also and, and kayaking and, and doing those other things. What else are you excited about? That's a way I can respond back to that, um, that statement. Or I can say, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to kayaking and, and parasailing. Also, uh, last time I went kayaking, I tipped over, and now we're off and running into a story. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I love Hawaii. Uh, my, my best friend was just there and said that, you know, we got to go check out such and such. So when we lead with emotion and then we lead with what's contributing to that emotion and then, you know, finishing with what we need or what we're looking forward to, then it really deepens our connection with the person we are communicating with. It doesn't, and, and in the beginning, it might feel awkward. It might feel strange. Even if you are a corporate leader, right? Uh, if you're a corporate leader, you can be like that. I uh, that idea. I feel repulsed by that idea, uh, but I am definitely excited about this other idea. Let's move forward uh, with that. Or, <laughs> you know, if you're a leader, like uh, I'm upset that I gave you a project and we had a certain amount of time to do it in and you were late in returning it at that time in the future, I need for you to turn it in on time, and if you feel like you're not going to make the time, to reach out and ask for help and and seek other resources or build a team or let me know what you need in the future to feel supported so that um, we're not running behind schedule. So you led with emotion, and you talked about the behavior, not the person, right, that contributed to the emotion, and then also you finish with uh, in the future, and so like for next time, and, and that is how we build connection. When we lead with emotion, we feel empowered, we empower other people in terms of how to communicate with us, and, and remember, this is not about getting it right the first time or the second time. This takes practice. We have to practice this not just in those moments where we are upset or sad or aggrieved, but in those neutral moments where people are just asking about how our day is, there's always an opportunity for us to practice, or even in emails or text messages, for us to practice healthy communication. 
so that when we really need it, it's there. And we're not trying to remember all the tools, strategies, and tactics of how to connect with ourselves, how to connect with others, and how to connect with our community. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Uh, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other suicide prevention hotline numbers. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. Get your 10% off your first month now. Or if you want one-on-one coaching. And this is for people who have checked all the boxes in their life. They're accomplished, but yet somehow struggling with anguish and um, feeling empty inside and like, what is this all for? Go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.